Hello, this is Ben Payton, and you are listening to The Bill Podcast, brought to you in association with georgefairbrother.com, mcgoldrickwatchrepairs.com, and Misty Moon Events. For over 60 hours of exclusive The Bill-related content, including reunion highlights, cast and crew commentaries, reaction videos, pilgrimage location videos, off-the-beat bonus podcasts, and much more, join the investigation from £2.49 a month at patreon.com forward slash the build podcast it was always a giggle with simon well, simon is a wonderful actor Yes, he is. Really, really brilliant actor, and it's absolutely perfect that he had the last words of the, the last episode. His guest performance in Doctor Who is generally regarded as the greatest performance in Doctor Who of any. And who, who did he? Who was the Doctor? Peter Davison. And um, yes, yes. He he, he plays. Um, he's on a colony, and he and he goes insane, and it is, it's it's hugely celebrated. I mean, Peter Davison himself said later, he went, I remember I remember going into rehearsals and doing a scene with him and thinking, oh, my God, he's a real actor. Because <laughs> he just went for it. Yeah. And um, I want to see it. I need to see it then. I'll, I'll have to. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you. It's yeah, he, he's, he's magnificent in it. Okay. And by by pure coincidence, Jeff Stewart is in the same episode. He's in the Greg. same one. Graham Cole is in the same one as a, as an extra in that one, but yeah. Um, well, I last saw I last saw Jeff uh, in two thousand and sixteen, and we we bumped into each other, having just seen uh, the David Bowie Lazarus musical at the Pop Up Theatre in Kings Cross. Wow! We'd just been to see it with uh, Michael C. Hall. Cool. He was in um, uh, Dexter. Dexter. Michael yeah. C. Hall, because it's the continuation of the um, Man Who Fell to Earth story that Bowie had written before he died, and it was on in in New York, and um, and then we saw it in King's Cross, and that's where I saw last saw Jeff. Oh wow! Big hair and beard. Yeah. And uh, I just been that year. I lost my father that year, and uh, but in in that same year, I went to I went to Berlin to go over, to go over and see Iggy Pop because I was it broke my heart when David Bowie died. I was absolutely, you know, I couldn't leave the house for two days. I was so upset. And because uh, he was such an important part. He was really responsible for me to break out of sort of Little Hampton and go and just explore and want to mix with people from all sorts of, you know, backgrounds. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Come up to yeah. London and become an actor and the music and all of that. And so I went to Berlin in May 16, because where Bowie lived in the 70s with Iggy Pop when he did Heroes and the two Iggy albums and stuff. And we went over and saw Iggy. But we had a great time. Um, I went with a good friend of mine. We went for four days and we went to the opera for 30 euros wow. to see the magic flute for 30 euros. We, we, we saw Hertha Berlin play Darmstadt at the infamous Olympic Stadium where Hitler, had, where Jesse, Jesse Owens shattered the Nazi dream. Because they didn't want any black athletes or Jewish, you know, and they just brought in one 
German Jewish guy because all of the other nations said we're not going to come if it's going. You know, can you imagine 1930? Yeah. Yeah. And we went, and Berlin is an incredible place, fantastic time, really good, good place, and really comfortable with its past, yes, identity and where it sits in history and the infamy of what you know the terrible things that happened. And the German people are so amazing. I was sort of thinking that the bill used to be used to go out in Germany, didn't it? or didn't they do their own version of it or something? Yeah, it was it, it was a spin-off called Soko Leipzig, which that's right. Yeah, Simon Rouse did a he actually. After the bill finished, yes, they yeah. brought him in, retired Jack Meadows. So he has a distinction of being the only person to okay. play the same yeah, yeah, character yeah. after. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes we couldn't work because he'd be laughing so hard, oh. and with me as well. And um, we, there would always be a twinkle in his eye, and something because you're tired. That's the thing, and you're you're tired. And you're working hard and you've got a lot of stuff, a lot of line retention, you know, and lots of episodes and early starts. And look, don't get me wrong, I'm really grateful for it. It was fantastic to do that. And we we had to make choices and things and speeches and the certainly on names, dates and places and make it believable and relaxed and but important enough and you know what I mean? And professional defamation of a policeman and all that stuff. So it was appropriate because I'm sure they're just as knackered probably more so, with more at stake. And the directors were very accommodating with it because they knew it and everyone's under pressure. But sometimes you just, you fall apart, you know? Mm. The, the absurdity of the whole circumstance of what you're doing, you know, would kick in. And that's what I, I used, it used to really annoy me when people referred to, well, maybe more so now because of how, what it, how it became, would call the bill a soap. It oh, wasn't. Yeah. No, no way was it no way. It might have no. turned into that kind of format. I mean, I remember there was a time, and this is when I kind of not fell out of love with it, but I just thought I don't need to watch it. I just remember an episode where I, I saw um, Todd Carty, who I remember as Tucker, of course, because he was, he was, he just joined secondary school as I was preparing to go to secondary school in um, Grange Hill. But I saw an episode where a young WPC and a young PC were about to snog in front of Sun Hill, I think. And Todd Carter's on the roof of a building opposite with a gun. Yeah, that's right. With a sniper's rifle. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Is this yeah. the bill? Of course it's the bill. And there are loads of people who love it for that and the things that it turned in. But I just thought, that's not, that's not what I signed up for. That wasn't, it just, you know, and, and Todd Carter's a very good actor. Yes, I'm sure they're yes. all doing it really well, but it just seemed that the storylines just got absolutely crazy. Oh, and, and it wasn't you know. Jeff McQueen's vision of the bill, you know. No, it, it I'm was, sure it wasn't. No. no. You refer to that as an, am I, am I, am I speaking out of term? It's saying, no, you know, no. The well, thing is, it, it, with this podcast speaking to you, I just want to be honest. I've got nothing, there's no, yeah, no, no. really honest yeah. about what I think about it. And that's the first time, just going back to my leading episode, that I've shared with anybody how I really felt, because I did. And so I felt very emotional and I felt really connected. I, really, I loved that show. I loved what it gave me. I loved the actors that I worked with. I love so many of the directors and the privilege to work with so many of the guests coming in. And I just thought, when I saw that episode, I just thought, how dare you, whoever you are, to make a decision where you're turning it into this. Yes. What is it? It's not Emmerdale. It's not, No. you know, it what we're going to have. A, you know, I mean, when you look at, uh, I've recently been, sort of interviewing some of the writers from like Candy Denman and uh, 
Paul Finch, like the guys who were writing in the late nineties, mm. these really solid hour long episodes. Or like, yeah. there's one, there's one where Joy Brooke does an undercover one in a, in mm. prison, and it's basically before Bad Girls, you know. Yeah. And like, I'm like, why did they change it? It was working, and it was still in 1999 pulling in over 10 million viewers, which then mm. was still massive. And I don't know what your memories are of this. It was my finest moment. That's amazing. Look at those balloons, mate. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what. I mean, was it life imitating art or what have you, that expression? But you've got that sort of, um, you know, with uh, between Deacon and um, Meadows, you know, going over to France to do that case. Billy Murray, uh, he was, you know, he wanted to be twanky. Yeah. <laughs> He wanted to be the first twanky, or the twanky in the show. Well, how did I end up? I was blackmailed into that by Kevin. That's right. And we shot that down in Portsmouth uh, at a lovely um, Edwardian theatre uh, in, in Portsmouth. Uh, no, I had a ball doing that. I mean, that's okay. That's all right. That, oh, yeah, no, and, that and that's great, a Christmas you know. special. And it's and of course, and fun. the thing is, I, I had, and I was very, very really chuffed that i don't know for three years on the trot or something i featured or the main sort of one of the main thing in a christmas story and the year before i think i was i couldn't get out of i was locked inside because i had boot or i was trying to nick boot whatever, smuggling you know. in booze and uh yeah. yeah the dacs walking around like yeah but twanky no i'm i'm really i really i'm really proud of twanky yeah I'm really proud of twanky Tw twanky was such good fun i i just remember my I, I was really pleased with my entrance on stage on the little scooter. Yeah. My arms up or something like that, wasn't it? And I just looked, the thing is about what I looked like, I looked so <laughs> grotesque. It really reminded me of, I don't know if you remember um, specifics from Monty Python, but in the Now for Something completely different film, there's a little sequence where the camera is going through the woods and you see all these girls in bikinis and the voiceovers going, oh yeah, ooh, and they move along, and then it's John Cleese in a bikini, and he goes, and now for something completely different. <laughs> and I just, I just think I look like wrong. I look so wrong, and so just, it's perfect. It was a perfect moment. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I really like that episode. It's, yeah, it's good fun. I thought you smashed the comedy. Uh, you know, the the uh, there's an episode called Public Relations where, like, uh, when I was going through the box set recently and uh it the, the synopsis starts with hollis and skace i thought i say no more i, I that sounds like a bloody good episode of me it was called <laughs> pub, public relations where jeff takes a reporter around in the first half and then rod has her in the second half oh wow okay you and libby are taking this reporter to uh up to a front door and you say look uh you want to just stay behind me, okay, in case anything kicks off. And Libby's like, we wouldn't have brought you if this guy was dangerous, you know. And it's like, no, but you can never be too careful. And Rod's just like, you know, he's he's playing it all up, playing it all up his report. Okay. I mean, forgive me for, I, I, it's kind of ringing, you know, I mean, I, what did I do, about 270 episodes or something like that? Absolutely, yeah. I want to see them now. I haven't, you know, I've got a few. But there are ones that I just want to see to the joy of just those things and everything in between the takes and stuff. And, and there is an episode that I, I, I really want to... There's an episode that I did with Mark Winger, right, where we are acting with this actor who used to um, be in Desmond's, black actor, oh, right. English okay. guy, who, London guy, who we did an episode with where he 
I think he has a cab office, so he's got a cab business company. And Mark and I are investigating. It turns out that he's doing seances or something, or he's pretending to be a medium or something like that. Does that ring a bell? Oh, that does ring a bell. And it's and the guy, actor, I just remember he was in Desmond's because he knew, because I remember him talking to us about knowing um, uh, Lisa Geergen. Because she was in Desmond's, wasn't she? That's she was right. in Desmond's, that's right. And yeah. uh, and Mark, you know, and him, him and Mark knowing each other because from the Quadrophenia days, and he might have been in Quadrophenia, and all of that, and there was all that connection. I loved it. I just remember sitting there listening to Mark and him talk. We had such a laugh, and that was a real kind of nice little comedy one. And I'd love to see that. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did. I loved it, but I just think I could have maybe, it, you know, I wanted to go somewhere else with it. That was the thing. I suppose it was always going to be the way. And I don't know. I mean, I think maybe I was thinking perhaps, perhaps my days will be numbered anyway, and I want to, I want to leave it rather than sort of have it decided for me because not long after me was. And I think Billy Murray's episode where three people went at the same time as him. And it was his episode, the leading episode. You know, I think Russell did and so did uh, so did Ray in the same episode. Ray, Sean and Joy all left in the same app. Russell went just Ray, Sean then. and Joy all went in the same app. Yeah. And I'm glad that I was able to make that and, decision. And Peter Ellis as well. <laughs> and Peter yeah. Ellis, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and that episode was written by Peter Ellis's son, who yes. found out before Peter Ellis did. I remember. So, uh, yeah, you bring it yeah, back. Uh, My God, yeah. goodness, you've got a lot of information there. It's you know? all yeah. Just yeah, I just love both. it, and I I love celebrating you all. And so when 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 the cast when people haven't been sort of treated with the respect they deserve, you know, the fan base still feels that. You know, these yeah. actors who these characters who didn't get exit storylines. So at least you got a bloody good one or one of the most No, absolutely. Ones. I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. I mean, I see, if I watch it back now, there are things that I would do differently, choices and things. And um, that, that year, the, the year leader, I think after coming, it was when I was out in Australia, I decided I needed to maybe, I needed to move on. I came back and I did a few episodes where I felt really low. I felt really low. Alex came in, lovely Alex, and 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 uh, Rene um, came in at the same time. Not long after, Matt Compton came in, mm. and Eden really wasn't really written for that much. As was uh, Lolita, wasn't really written for no. that. Couldn't have gone, you know. But I just felt a couple of times I couldn't join in with the cast. I don't know what it was. There was something. And when I say join in, I didn't feel happy. I felt unhappy. I felt I needed to take a proper break from it mm. and then come back perhaps that's what i should have done benefit of hindsight but you know i felt low and i just kept thinking this is because maybe you don't want to be here anymore i felt vulnerable and i, I didn't feel confident in my delivery of things in certain episodes certain scenes and felt i didn't fit in anymore wow yeah and uh, and i suppose that episode that's why i did feel very um I found it quite an upsetting experience. Mm. Fulfilling, fulfilling. But, you know, I did find it genuinely upsetting. And, Could that uh, have you know, perhaps helped enhance your performance if that was a way? Because, oh, because sure, yeah. Rod, Rod was always out there on his own limb, yeah. wasn't he? You know, and, yeah. And, and um, there were those episodes, the ones where the, uh, the two uh, boys uh, that I had to show for a round and stuff, and I was wanting to try and look at ways, other ways of earning money. I and mean, it was kind of, in a way, I guess, um, a good sort of mirroring of where I was in my as an actor at that time, mm. you know? But I just, I don't know if I want, was it me wanting more? Did I have, 
delusions of grandeur did I expect to be was do it did I think that I'd get offered something else in some other thing I don't know I really don't know and because I don't think I really handled my my route as an actor I don't I never really handled it I, I kind of just relied on other people and that's a mistake I think now I mean the thing is when I with, with my colleagues in the play you know they're doing lots of Instagram and tweeting and I don't do any of that I you know I don't do any of that so you know with this whole new way of promoting yourself and this that and the other you know and I I, I was thinking when I spoke to Greg and I said I'd really love to come on with you Greg you know just to keep company and you know because I, I feel a bit nervous about doing it plus the fact I think it'd be very entertaining because we do work very well together but and, and a, a real laugh and uh, Greg, Greg said to me no I'm not going on with you because you're just like you'll just take it all over it's really interesting to hear your sort of thoughts on it now because you know as I say Skace is quite rightly celebrated so fondly within the fan base which I hope pleases you all these years on but he's still... yeah no it really does it yeah. really does because there were back in the day there were a few sites dedicated to Rod there was one called uh, Lost in Skace <laughs> there was one called the Skace Cadets and then Mark showed me, I forget who showed me, but it was just somebody who was talking to me the other day about uh, what's the term for it. It's called erotic. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? No. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and okay, how can I? I don't know. It's just, um, it's, there, were, there was a, a site where somebody would take a, would come up with like treatments for fantasy bill episodes. Come on, help me out here. You know where this is going. Where this is going? No, but they would have. So, for example, uh, you know the the synopsis would be, and you'd get a bit of dialogue written in. Oh, I see. Right, right. like like fan fiction. Fan fiction, right? Yeah, erotic fiction. And oh, there right. was one, but this one was, you know, it was like this is interesting. I can, you know, I can sort of go with that. It's fine. I'm just talking to Greg about it. For example, no, this one actually featured me, Greg, and and Mark Winger, right? So Skase, Proctor, and Carver. <laughs> where we were at home together because we obviously all lived in the same flat and there's a problem with the heater or something. And when, when, when Carver reaches across to get the adjustable spanner, he, his eyes meet with Rod and then leave the rest of your imagination by to, I mean, I'm flattered, I, you know, I'm flattered the three of us, you know, and then in walks Greg and catches us, uh, you know, um, tightening the nuts or whatever, you know, yeah. I don't know but it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it was, you know, plus with these other sites and stuff and um, but I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I made an impact, you know, in whichever way, shape or form people, because, you know, it, it really meant a lot. It really did. And um, me leaving it, it wasn't a light, it wasn't an easy decision at all, not at all. And I'm still really good friends with Simon, Greg, as I say, Mark. Yeah, I haven't seen Mark for a, for a while, but I, he's always there for me if I need to talk to him or you know, want to see him, go fishing with him, go out in the channel. He's got his boat. And, and Libby, when I when I was doing Oliver a few years ago, I was up in New, Newcastle and I, I, I have to say Newcastle, <laughs> rather Newcastle. Newcastle, I, I, I stayed with Libby, oh. Libby Davis up in, in Newcastle. Yeah, and... Uh, and I'm still in touch with um, my Marquette, uh, Russell, 
who's in Bristol, and, and Ray in Sheffield. I'll probably go out and see him after the play, spend a bit of time with him up there. And and Kerry, you know. Yeah. I love such a, Fantastic. Oh, he's wonderful. I mean, but he's such a strong a strong lineup of actors all at the top of their game at that time, isn't it? You know, yeah, the guys yeah all... absolutely. Everyone getting their equal share of lead leading episodes and a good regular support supporting cast and all really supportive of each other and helpful and kind. And Kevin gave me so much, so many good bits of advice and tips and stuff. And he said, believe me, it never, you know, they still get days when you, can't face the camera and stuff. And Simon was really, um, you know, we really connected. And Tom Tom Kotcher was so kind yeah. to me in the early days down in Brighton. He used to drive me up and down, and we taught him. Oh. He was a good guy with his with his wife Cookie and uh, Andrew Andrew McIntosh. And uh, yeah, it's really sweet. It was a lovely time, really lovely yeah. time. You know, I'm really grateful for it. What about the future? What what's in this game, which is so tough? Can you still? like have a little wish list of shows you'd like to do or people you'd like to work with or are, are you approaching things differently now? I don't have a wish list for anything. Mm. The future starts when when I take my dog collar off on uh, Sunday the 31st. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I've, I want to, I do want to retrain as a therapist. I don't know where I sit in really what could be on offer or what I might be seen for and stuff. And I don't know if I've, I think I've been out of the game for a little bit too long. I don't know. I really don't know. As I've said, you know, I keep the faith in it. I have to keep the faith in the work and what I'm able to do. I think I'm really much more um, realistic as to how I could be cast, which helps. And the sort of thing I could be cast in, I don't know. I don't really know. There is so much more television and film-like television now, of course. You know, production mm -hmm. values are so much higher and it's so, you know, whether it's Netflix or Amazon or, you know, the other production houses, you know, things. Uh, I'd like to be involved in. So I'm enjoying the theatre side of things. I mean, I've done my fair share. You know, I did Mamma Mia for a couple of years in town. That was great fun. And, and Oliver Cameron McIntosh and all that, playing Bill Sykes. Bill, you know, I was thinking, could there be another job that I could be involved in that's got the name Bill? You know, <laughs> to make it a, you know, if I'm looking out for anything. But I don't know, in honesty. I, I really don't know. Somebody said to me, are you worried about being typecast? I said, what do you mean? We were playing cops. I said, no, I don't mind that. You know, if I was to always... You know, Clint Eastwood was quite happy to play lots of cop films, didn't he? You know, it's all yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. My friend Paul, Paul Partner, you know, Little Britain, my friend from Chichester days, and uh, he he said during the lockdown, he decided to, because he wanted to know what it was all about, you know, um, Line of Duty, right? Yeah. And he watched, he said, I watched the first series. And he said, yeah, it's... It's good stuff. It's great. He said, but it's the bill. He said, the bill's already done it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it might have been, the thing, the difference is it's post-Watershed and it's longer. So it makes it seem more important and more risky or whatever. He said, it's not doing anything that the bill didn't already do. And it's got big, it's got higher production values or whatever the term is, you know, it's got more money and stuff and it's kind of, it's, it's packaged, you know, maybe a more, you know, now these days a bit more sophisticated way or something. I don't know. 
you know what I mean? It doesn't mm. maybe because it because the bill did go out at eight o'clock, maybe people did think, yes, it's a soap who never watched it. And then maybe if they did dip into it in the later years, they thought, yes, it's a soap. But I'm really, yeah, I, I would certainly be, you know, would be very happy to be involved in the like, but there isn't really a, another. If the bill happened again, I would. I don't know if Skase could be, but that's the thing. I mean, what happened in that story? What happens later? Yeah. Because Simon Rouse says to me, he said, I'll make sure that the book is thrown at you, whatever he says, doesn't he? When he's standing yeah, right. with the light on the yeah, thing, the rain. The river, oh. Yeah, yeah. I can't just walk off and nothing happened. <laughs> no. I managed to, no. what, was, what happened to Skase? Did he end up kind of moving to somewhere and getting involved in crime or something or becoming something else? Or, or did he kill himself? Does he turn to booze? I don't know. There's something else, isn't there? Something else. All of those characters. What happens to those people? The life after yeah. that. And where do they go? It's interesting that, you know, I wonder how the bill could be now. Uh, or if it started again, people's attitude or how it could be written when you have these, awful, you know, when we've just had this terrible, terrible occurrence, you know, with Sarah Everard. People's attitude towards, because the, what I loved about when I was doing the bill, is that every policeman I ever met was so kind and so impressed with it, you know? And they said, apart from the language, but we understand that because it's, you know, he said, it's just like that. And you're just like that. And you're just like this, isn't he? Just like me. You know, so, and it's like, I was thinking that is the biggest compliment. Oh yeah. Because you know? we had good, decent, uh, forget their names, two guys of police advisors at the time. Yeah, Trevor Hermes. Trevor Hermes, that's right. Yeah. 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 And Brian Hart. Uh, Brian Hart, Trevor, Trevor Hermes. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Now, this is the first time I've got really, first time for best, well, really for 20 years, I've really talked about it in kind of depth. The weirdest thing, what, what, I, what really got me, when I got out to Australia to do this play, I switched on the TV and on ABC and the bill was on and I was on it. And I was still, you know, I couldn't sleep, you know, because of the, turnaround in the time and everything and um watching the episode there was no commercial break and it was made it was really fantastic to not have a commercial break in it yeah. and just see it as a block you know of the whole 26 minutes or whatever a commercial half hour would be but um and then people know me over in australia and it was only in australia that any time has anyone just said to me you're ian fletcher aren't you yeah, and respect. I'm, yeah, I am. And it's yeah. like, rather than just saying, oh, it's Skase. All right, yeah, yeah. you know. And they're um, lovely of your Australian fans, yeah, aren't they? They're really so lovely, knowledgeable yeah. and respectful. Yeah. yeah, that's why the that's why I went out there to do the play. Anyway, my dear, I better go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you. I'm really glad that we've met. Thank you. Me too. Thanks, mate. Lots of love to you. All the best. Hello, this is Ben Payton, and you have been listening to The Bill Podcast, produced and presented by Oliver Crocker, with special thanks to Ian Fletcher. Co-produced by Ben Adams, Sarah Kuyper, Malcolm McLeod, Alex Mockler, Laura Pinifay, and Simon Wolfe. Executive produced by Ben Ashmore, Daniel Christopher, Alana Dewar, Andrew Dyack, Paul Dunn, Dan Evans, George Fairbrother, Luke Hegarty, Edward Kellett, James Ladane, Simon McGoldrick, Lucy McNeil, Gary Moncur, Stuart and Jen Morris, Claire Norbury, Justin Pitt, 
Tom Sherrington, Angel Stannard, Patrick Stratford, Michael Weil and Sarah Went. Brought to you in association with georgefairbrother.com, mcgoldrickwatchrepairs.com and Misty Moon Events. For over 60 hours of exclusive The Bill-related content, including reunion highlights, reaction videos, cast and crew commentaries, Billgrimage location videos, off-the-beat bonus podcasts, and much more, join the investigation from £2.49 a month at patreon.com forward slash The Bill Podcast. 